Chase Solutions. This is From My Couch to Yours with Dr. Samira, where we will explore topics and subjects, both big and small, for living our best lives as our best selves and all unapologetically. We hope you enjoy your journey with us as you laugh, learn, listen, and grow. But please remember, this podcast is not intended as a substitute for mental health care with a licensed professional. Sit back, relax, and have a seat on our virtual couch. For more information, visit us at www.chasesolutions.com. Hey, hey, Dr. Samir here. Welcome to another episode of From My Couch to Yours. Uh, It's been a little while. I've been enjoying the new year, uh, celebrated a birthday, and took a little bit of a break. I've been taking on a couple of new projects and uh, needed to take a little bit of a break, uh, but I was inspired to come back and uh, to do a little bit of talking about things that are on my heart, which I think is essentially how this podcast got started in the first place. <laughs> so uh, with no further ado, I wanted to talk today a little bit about a conversation concept that's called, or I would say has been coined lately, as toxic positivity, right? And essentially the idea is that, you know, there is an overindulgence in making or pretending like everything is great or fine or happy, sort of the fake it till you make it kind of idea, uh, the um, sort of minimizing of negative feelings or pretending that you don't have negative feelings um, and sort of just kind of keeping that happy face on. And I think that, uh, you know, comments that I think all of us, you know, make, I would say I'm probably guilty of it too, um, where you're just like, everything will be okay or everything happens for a reason. And in some ways, you know, I think we all have different types of belief systems and things of that nature. And I do personally feel like in my own life, I've seen or there's, it has felt like um, things have happened in a succession that, that allowed for other things to happen for me. Um, but I do recognize that those kinds of explanations for, let's say, things that are pretty terrible or pretty horrible, don't seem to have a great explanation for them, is a really hard and jagged pill to to swallow. And so I think that as I sort of, you know, um, I think as all of us are sort of just navigating this really bizarre time that we're in, um, both as a, you know, as a society, but as a, as a world globally. Um, I think lots of people are trying to figure out how to make sense, really, of like everything that's happening, um, how to make sense of it, how to put it in perspective, how to, um, how to persevere, how to continue, um, where to get that that sort of strength from. And I think people gather their resilience and strength and sort of uh, that recharge from a variety of different places. You know, some people seek religion, some people have social support systems, some people, um, you know, some people aren't aren't doing too well with honestly with trying to figure out where to get those reserves to replenish and start over and keep going. And I think that's why right now is a really difficult time, I think, emotionally for a lot of people. Um, I think there's definitely hope on the horizon. I think that's, uh, you know, 
people are inspired by things kind of going back to normal or things that sort of approximate normal. I feel like after two years of all of this, what is normal anymore? Um, but I do think that that in and of itself is something that gives people hope, uh, that gives people um, hope that things will be restored to some semblance of normalcy. Um, but I do think that that some of the folks, you know, whether they're frontline workers, essential workers, healthcare workers, teachers, you know, who we often, you know, forget about those in the education field. Um, this has been not a sprint, but like a marathon. And it can be really hard and taxing to kind of figure out how to sort of keep going, how to do all of these parts. And while on top of that, you're navigating just sort of the ins and outs of like, trying to be an adult, you know, figuring out if your career path is the right path. Do you need a different career path? Did you not start a career path at all? Do you want to have a family? Do you want to move? Is the place that you're at, you know, um, in your life a place that you want to be? Like there's all the essential questions that I think um, sort of, uh, sort of are also in the ether while everyone else is sort of still navigating the very real trauma of the pandemic that we have, um, and I'm not going to say that we've lived through because we continue to live through it. Um, and so, you know, in my own journey uh, during this time and sort of processing both the, you know, life things that happen and, and also um, making sense of what else is happening in the world around me? And then it's also as somebody who is in the healthcare industry where we are uh, helping others sort of find their way and navigate through all of this. I think um, the idea of toxic positivity is something that has come up and um, is something that I wonder if there's a place for both things. Like I think there is room and a place for uh I would call it, and then, you know, in the psychology field, we call it like positive or cognitive restructuring, where you take something that you perceive as, let's say, potentially all negative, like this is just a terrible situation, there's no out to this, there's no, nothing good that could come from this situation, and then taking those the reality of whatever that is and finding in it different parts that are either beneficial things or things that you learned from it or things that you uh, that were positive that came from it to help you cope with process and manage uh, the stress of whatever that situation was and I do think there's a there's room for that I think that um, what I've seen you know kind of on social media um, is sort of like two extremes it's either like there's no room for that at all. Like, look, sometimes you can't just breathe, meditate, and get through it, and that's just ridiculous. And then there's the other camp where that's the only reason, or that's the only solution. It's just like you have to stay in gratitude and stay grounded and stay, you know, positive and stay not thinking about things that are really difficult, challenging things to think about. And as someone who is never really a black and white person. I kind of like to live in the gray space and thing of things. I think that there's actually room for both. I think there's a danger in doing both things. I think there's a danger in always staying in a place of like 
not only just acknowledging um, the negative things that have happened or the negative things that are occurring in your life, but staying and sitting in that place. I think there there's a danger in staying in that place because staying in that mental space and staying in that energy does beget more of that. You know, it's difficult to climb out of a hole if you've decided to sit down in the hole, if that makes any sense. So I think that there is also room for doing and looking at how you are viewing um, difficult or challenging things in your life, how you are viewing them from a place of both positivity, but also a place of hope. But real, I would say also a realistic acknowledgement of the fact that it's hard and it is difficult and it does suck right now, right? For lack of technical terms, right? It's okay, I think, to do both, like to acknowledge when things are difficult and challenging and just not really feeling good and it's a challenging time in your life or you're just not sure what you want to do or where to go or that it just really hurts right now. I think there's room for that. But I also think there's room for, I'm going to call it constructive positivity, not toxic positivity, but constructive positivity that you can use as a vehicle to start that climb out of, let's say, that hole that you're in, to start creating the ladder to begin the ascent. Now, that doesn't mean that by way of, you know, setting up that ladder that you're going to be out of that hole tomorrow, which I think is like the idea behind the toxic positivity thing, where it's like all you have to do is just stay focused in gratitude and everything will happen. and It'll all just happen for you, which I think for some people, especially those that are really, really, really struggling and having a hard time where they go like, well, if everything happens for a reason, then why are all these terrible things happening to me? Right. That could be a really hard, uh, like I said, a hard pill to swallow. So I think that there's room for both parts. There's room for acknowledgement of the very real suffering that is a part of an unavoidable part of the human experience, whether that's loss from uh, physical loss of things, um, different challenges, obstacles, loss of love, all kinds of things that happen that are challenging, um, disappointments, regrets, all of those things that kind of are just part of the human experience. But then at the same time, if we don't have hope, if we don't have moments where we try to look at the experiences that we've had and try to take lessons from them or things that we can gain from them to move forward, then where does that really leave us, right? So I think, you know, I guess my two cents on the idea of that sort of this battle between, I feel like, you know, among the... Uh, social media folks and the, the psychologists that and therapists and things that I'm seeing out here in social media, there's either like two camps. There's like the camps that are like the overly cynical ones that are just like, look, everything is terrible. And then you have the ones that are like, everything is great. Um, and I think there's room for gray. Like there's room for things to be really terrible. And then also for you to look at the fact that those things are hard right now and challenging right now. And then thinking about how you could start to climb out of that space that you're in or that space that you've been in or that space that you keep visiting or that space that you're sitting down in. So, you know, I, yeah, I think that there is room for both. You know, I think positivity in times of um, unknowns, 
you know, where you're not sure what your next step is, which I think many people are in that space in various parts of their lives. Um, it's not age related. It's not, you know, uh, you know, ethnicity related, gender related. This is just an, a human experience. Um, I think everybody has different parts and points in their lives where they're grappling with like, what do I do now and how do I handle this? And grappling with things that are hard to difficult to, uh, to overcome. But I would say that, um, you know, if you find yourself in a place where you're in a spot where you can't really start that climb or you don't even have that ladder to begin to get out of that hole, I would encourage you, if you haven't already, to reach out to professionals. There are mental health professionals that are willing and ready to lend a helping hand. But like I mentioned, I think there's definitely room for both. Um, and at least in my own life and journey and experience with my own experience of uh, the human, uh, you know, experience of living, loving, and all of the above, um, there's definitely room for both. Um, there's been moments where you definitely need to kind of hone in on some of the positives and the, the gratitude that you do feel and just your connectedness, at least for me anyway, I can only speak for myself, um, with the world around me, the getting back to nature, something that really helps me particularly. I think whoever you are, you have to find what helps you get realigned and reconnected. Um, but I do think that um, that's a really big piece of starting the climb to get out of that place that you're in if you find yourself in a dark place. So I wouldn't dismiss positivity altogether or focusing on gratitude or taking moments to meditate and be centered and hear your inner thoughts, hear your inner voice, hear your intuition. I think all of those things are very real things, definitely for me in my life as well, and I think for others and their experiences of how they navigate the world. But I do think there's a danger, like I said, in pretending that things are okay and fine all the time. Stuffing feelings, pretending they don't exist, disregarding feelings, and, and all of those things, that's never a great way to process um, difficulty, suffering, etc. So that part of the ignoring of those feelings uh, is problematic. But legitimizing those feelings and validating the presence of those feelings and then taking action to support your process and healing through those things, that's a different story. So um, I just wanted to give my two cents about that. And uh, yeah, if this resonates with you, please like and share and uh, I'll talk with you soon. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye.